worshiping with Joe leading us this morning. I could see your comments popping up on screen, so I know you're out there, even though I can't see you. Um, it's good to be together. This strange time we're living in makes being together even more precious than uh, it normally is, so I'm thankful to be able to share this time with you. You know, God's Spirit is connecting us. The distance that's separating us is not a problem for God. So as we worship together, we're really united in one. And what a privilege to gather around God's Word together. We get to open the scriptures together and see what God has for us. And it feels like more of a privilege than ever to be able to do that with you. So if you would open your Bible with me, let's turn to Matthew chapter 11, Matthew 11, 25 through 30. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 11, and then we'll read verses 25 through 30. At that time, Jesus prayed this prayer. O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. My Father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Son except the Father, and no one truly knows the Father except the Son and those whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and who carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Friends, this is God's word for us today. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for being with us in spirit. You're within us. You're all around us and you're binding us together as one body. Would you open our ears and our hearts today to hear your word? We need your word, Lord. We're hungry for it. Help us to really hear what you want us to hear today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, like the rest of you, I've been trying to get my bearings in this new reality. Um, the world just, the word that the word that keeps coming to me is is disorienting. I just keep thinking, really? Really? This is what's happening? Is this all really happening? So when I read the scriptures this week, I smiled at uh this part that I got to about God giving wisdom and insight not to those who have it all together, not to those who are wise and clever in their own eyes but as he says, to the childlike, to the childlike. This pandemic has caused us all to really feel our weakness and this strange new schedule we're all keeping of staying home, sleeping too much. I feel like we're all becoming like our cats. Uh, eating too much, I gotta confess, I have eaten a lot of cookie dough in the last week and it's not a good thing. I don't know about you. We're watching these ominous news reports every day. It's left uh, a lot of us, I think, just feeling like our brains are overloaded or whatever 
brain power we used to have is just running at 50% because it's trying to process all this other stuff. All of this is, is really, it's just too much, isn't it? It's just, it's too much. How does our faith function at a time of stress and overload and fear and just the unknown? How does our faith function in a time like this? Here's some good news. Jesus assures us faith at a time like this is not about figuring it all out. It's not about figuring it all out. It's not about what we can accomplish, but it's about leaning on Jesus like a child leans on a parent. It's about trusting God to reveal himself to us. Jesus here is saying that those who think they have all the answers, those who um, are self-sufficient and self-made and think that they don't have to depend on God for anything, they will never see and receive the things that the tired and the weary and those who are carrying heavy burdens will see and receive. There's something about the pain of human suffering that... Um, kind of tills the soil for Jesus words to us and I feel like all of us not just in our homes in our communities but the whole world is carrying this heavy burden right now of this global pandemic Jesus is talking here to all of you who are weary and who carry heavy burdens look at verse 28 all of you who are weary and who carry heavy burdens some of you have lost your job this week some of you have had to lay off your employees. Some of you are carrying the burden of caring for a sick loved one. Some of those people are at a distance and it makes it so much more complicated and it's hard not to worry about them. Or you're working from home and you're trying to homeschool your kids and also trying to keep them clothed and fed and keep your household running. Some of you are just overwhelmed by the anxiety of what this virus might do to us. I know some of you have already lost someone very near and dear to you. Certainly there will be more losses and that looms heavy in front of us. These are heavy burdens. I think all of us are feeling the heaviness of this right now. It, it occurred to me this week, it's a lot like the stages of grief. The, those famous stages that were uh, created by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross in the 70s. First you go through denial, then anger, then bargaining, then depression, then acceptance. Have you felt any of those things this week as you deal with all this? It's a heavy burden, what we're dealing with right now. You know, Jesus too felt the heavy burden of so many sick and hurting people. They used to come to him all day long, from morning till night, crowding in, asking him to be healed. So many sick and suffering people that he wouldn't even have time to eat. Those of you who are on the front lines, really uh, um, ministering with those who are sick, you're sharing in the sufferings of Christ in a very particular and special way. Jesus understood that feeling of being burdened by the health of everyone around him. After days of teaching and healing, when Jesus felt his energy waning, he would 
steal away to a lonely place and pray and rest. And in this text today from Matthew, uh, Matthew 11, Jesus is giving us an invitation to enter into his own practice, to come away and rest. Come to me, he says, and I will give you rest. Look again at verses 28 through 30 of Matthew chapter 11. He invites us to lean on him. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Come to me, Jesus says, come to me. Jesus invites us in the midst of our weakness or fear to come to him with a childlike faith. Remember when you were a child, when you were afraid or upset, what was your, um, what was your uh, uh, normal way of handling that? Did you run to a trusted grown-up for comfort or did you like to hide yourself away and kind of nurse your tears all by yourself? You know, we still have that choice today. When we are carrying heavy burdens, we can come to Jesus with them or we can hold on to them and just kind of nurse them and, and pay attention to them and hold them close. Come to me, Jesus says, if you are tired and carrying heavy burdens. Come to me, he says. Come to me. When Jesus says, come to me, he means Believe in who I say I am and believe in therefore, therefore what I am able to do for you. And it's here that our burdened souls are tested. Will we believe who Jesus says he is? Will we trust him? We want to rest our souls on the knowledge of how all this is going to work out. How and when God is going to just put all the pieces back together and Jesus never provides us with those details about the future. He asks us to rest in him. He doesn't want our souls resting on the how and on the when of the future. He wants our souls to rest in him as a person, in his presence, and let his presence with us to be enough. Come to me, he says. Come to me also means really spending time intentionally with Jesus. I love Psalm 91. I know a lot of us have been reading that a lot in the last two weeks. It starts out, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. To dwell in the, sh in the shelter of God means to come to him over and over, day after day. How do we come to Jesus. I mean, really practically in our everyday lives as they look right now. It's hard right now because it feels like we're so distracted. I don't know about you, but I feel like my day is just broken up into tiny little pieces and I'm just going from one task to another. It's hard to really focus because of the stress running in the background of our minds all the time. But friends, let's make time to simply come to Jesus every day this week in some really practical ways. We have a wealth of resources. We have our Immerse series that we're reading through the New Testament with. We've paid the 
the subscription fee for Right Now Media for you so you can have access to lots and lots of Christian videos. We, um, we have our small groups still going on virtually. We have, um, you know, books and Bible studies, devotional books, written prayers. There's lots out there. Just use whatever is helpful to you to intentionally come to Jesus every single day this week. And when we do, he has this wonderful promise for us. He says, come to me and I will give you rest. What kind of rest is it that Jesus promises? If you look down to the next verse 29, he calls it rest for your weary souls. Doesn't that sound good? Rest for your weary souls. The Greek definition for rest means to cease, to be refreshed, to settle down. I love that, to settle down. My soul could settle down. And he says that this rest involves a yoke that is easy to bear and a burden that is light. A yoke is a wooden structure that's used to, to uh, join two working animals like horses or oxen together to get a better result. So how can a yoke that you know covers our shoulders be easy to bear? Well, this is a great picture that Jesus is giving us here. The burden is lightened because we're yoked up with Jesus. We're on one side of the yoke and he's on the other side. And just put this picture in your mind, heading into every day with Jesus right there beside you, yoked right beside you. You don't have to get his attention you don't have to try and get him to join you. He's yoked right there beside you. He says, come and let me teach you. Coming to Jesus involves letting him teach us who God is and who we are. And when the pieces fit together, the flow just becomes a lot more effortless. I read a story recently. I don't know if it's a true story or not, but I like it. A story of a pastor who was preaching on this text, come to me, and as he got near the end of his message, he kept repeating the, the phrase, come to me, and he kept saying, what does it mean? Come to me, what does it mean? Come to me, what does it mean? Finally, a little girl in the congregation raised her hand and said, it means he wants me. It means he wants me. Jesus does want us, each of us, to come to him. It doesn't happen automatically, but it also doesn't happen by human effort. It, it happens when we simply make ourselves available to him. Come to Jesus. Come to him. Trust the process, and he will give you rest. The great preacher George Whitfield said this, and if Jesus Christ gives you rest, you may be sure it will be rest indeed. It will be such a rest as your soul wants. It will be a rest which the world can neither give nor take away. My friends, that's what I wish for you today, this week, all the days to come, a rest in Christ Jesus which the world can't give and the world can't take away. Come to Jesus. Will you pray with me? Jesus, we come to you today with empty hands. We have very little to offer that could change 
the scope of what's going on around the world. But we put ourselves in your hands. God, we want to trust you with all our fears and anxieties. We want to give you our lives. Help us this week to walk with you even clo more closely. Show us how much you want to be with us. And remind us, deep in our hearts each day, to come to you, Jesus. We give ourselves to you again. We pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, praise is really our, um, our lifeline, praising God. And the doxology is our body of Christ's great way of praising God. It's pure praise. So would you sing with us? And uh, let's sing together the doxology and praise God together as we finish this morning. Mm. Praise, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. Praise Father Son and Holy Ghost. Amen. Friends, go in peace. Know that God goes with you every moment and come to him and he will give you rest. Amen. <laughs>